Gaudy. Positive. Gaudy. Hey. Hey, hey. What's what up? A, what a time to be alive, Jenny Zabrino. What a time. What a time to be alive, truly. Yeah. You, I um, thought you were going to say Cat Eves, but, but that's Oh, Cat Eves. What a time to be alive, Cat Eves, who is a stylist. <laughs> and you're Jenny Zagrino and you're a comedian. I am, and this and- is... <laughs> Gotti positive positive yeah <laughs> um I want to put us back in a weird room like when we were recording with Mike which goddamn, <laughs> I don't know <sighs> what is going on with that episode uh real frustrating yeah I know sorry um anybody who has listened to that episode and it's cut off at 17 minutes we <laughs> We really have been through a fun game of whose fault is it? And it's not ours, but it's, not, um, it's, it's truly, I don't understand. I don't understand. No, like I just don't understand because it's full on the iTunes, but it's not full on Spotify. I know. But when we first uploaded it, it was only partial on iTunes and full on Spotify. So like, or maybe it wasn't even on Spotify. I don't fucking know, man. Technical. If there are people out there who like this shit and want to do it like for belly laughs or some shit, like let us, let us know. Cause Just do it for us. We're done. We're too pretty to know these things. We're too pretty. And we're work, we're working gals. Yeah. You know? We're working, working women like we're working Melanie Griffith. Ladies. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, it's been, it's, it's the day after Valentine's day. Yeah. Um, we survived. I had an interesting Valentine's day. Ooh, tell me about it. Um, I had a male visitor. Oh, which was very unexpected, unexpected male visitor. Um, we went to my show, which was a great show. Um, sometimes you have those shows where you're just like, I was headlining the room was kind of tepid, I'll say. Uh-huh. Um, and then I got on and like yelled at them and got them very much on board. <laughs> great. It was also super hot in the room. And if people don't understand, like you cannot really perform in a hot room. Mm. Like it's, it's the worst when it's in like a really hot room. No one wants to laugh. Yeah, that's so, annoying. Yeah. So why was it hot? why does this place this place never heard of air conditioning is it I think well I think it's just been it's been it like in LA it suddenly got to be like 80 degrees I don't know what I know so everyone's like what's happening so that was good and then me and the male visitor went back to the house we watched tinder swindler oh yes wow that's a real sexy valentine's day vibe for you (laughs) Andy and I met on tinder which was also very funny but a long time ago uh-huh. And, um, and then we, I was like, I was falling asleep. I was dying. Uh-huh. I was so tired because my meds and alcohol are not mixing well. They just make uh-huh. me drunk and exhausted. And so then we got into the bedroom and I was, I looked at him and I was like, look, I don't mean to pres- be presumptuous, but I figured we were going to have sex. I'm too tired. <laughs> <laughs> and then he looked at me and he's like, I'm exhausted. <laughs> So we oh my just God. slept next to each other. We didn't even like hold <sighs> each other. We didn't kiss. We just fell asleep. Wow. Hot passion in your thirties. Oh yeah. And he had to get up at 5 a.m. So oh. he, the alarm went off 
And then I cuddled a little bit and then I was like, okay, yeah. bye. Go away. <laughs> I want to wow. go back to bed. <laughs> Be gone. Dude, it was, I was wow. like, this is your thirties. Oh my God. I'm yeah. tired. Someone was talking about, someone did a joke about falling asleep on, on like just sitting now. Oh, Fahim Anwar, hilarious comedian has this joke about falling asleep in chairs. Uh-huh. You know, he, like he used to shit on his dad about it and now it happens to him and that's like just like getting older it's just yeah where's the you? closest place i can sleep this wasn't your first date was it no no <laughs> <laughs> but still you went from like tinder meetup to like 50 year old 50 years married kind of scenario <laughs> i know and this person is like we're buds but it's a very it's a hookup situation um and i and it just was um uh it went from hookup to a a sleepover party sleepy time situation well so that was my valentine's how was yours you know mine was fine it was good we're married you know we went to dinner Mm -hmm. and I paid too much. I bought dinner because I feel like Rob's been doing a lot lately. And so uh, I paid too much for dinner. Nice. It was a lovely place. The food was good, but it wasn't worth what the price, the you know, the fixed price was. And uh, then we then we went home and watched the Righteous Gemstones, as you do. You oh, know. yeah. Was Love there banging show. involved? Yeah, later. Oh, yeah, I mean, okay. I, you know, we're married. Yeah, but my husband doesn't. Maybe my husband does want people to know that we have sex. You know, maybe I don't know. Well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Is like married people. There is the trope that you, you guys don't fuck. So <laughs> when it does happen, it's interest. It's different. It's new and exciting. Ooh, yes. But uh, you know, I think Valentine's Day is just one of those things where. I, I actually like Valentine's Day. Like I I like that there's a day that's about love. I get that it's a greeting card holiday. It's funny to me that everybody like it used to be that it was like this is a Hallmark holiday, but like do people even get each other cards anymore? No. Yeah. People used to. Yeah. I don't, you know, I don't think this is a Hallmark. I feel like this is like a drugstore and grocery store holiday now because it's like you know, I'm going to get you some stupid teddy bear and the same, you know, Russell Stover sampler that's on available at, in a heart. Oh, you just have to be excited. CBS. I can go to CVS and get them half off now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I know the day after Valentine's Day, that's the day for Kings. Let's be real. I did have a couple of OnlyFans people buy me, uh, send me money to buy myself flowers. So that was nice. Oh, we like that man every time every once in a while I feel a little jealous that I like I'm kind of like I want an OnlyFans just 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 for those moments when people will randomly send me money yeah I mean it was it was a good I did a whole Valentine's Day drop um I had done a Valentine's Day special shoot a few weeks ago when I was in Vegas I dropped the photos got a Mm -hmm. really good response and got some really nice tips so it's good. it's good. It's like, you know, it's good. And then, and then, uh, it makes me feel good and it makes them feel good and everyone's happy. That's delightful. I love, I think, you know, I was talking to somebody recently who's a fashion designer and he was talking about making an OnlyFans and funding 
a new collection with it. And I was like, you know what? I am all for everybody funding whatever they need to fund with, with OnlyFans. Like if OnlyFans pays for a children's hospital, I'm here for it. Like OnlyFans, <laughs> whatever it takes, if, if it's what makes people open up their wallets, you know, you know if you, I, if you open up your butthole so that people will open their wallets. I totally, Thank I you. totally agree. Um, and if people do want to open up their buttholes to me, I did get a, (laughs) I did get a, an email from someone, uh, their name was, um, Hardcock. That was just their name on OnlyFans. And their picture was Pepe the Frog. Uh Uh-huh. And, uh, their message was, so how much money to spread those sweet cheeks? Oh, well, I mean, how much? Not never, never, no, never, never, never. Okay, I didn't know. I didn't know if that would be your thing or not. It could be. No, somebody's. I, I ain't spreading these cheeks for nobody. No, but well, not for a camera anyway. No, no. I mean, I've spread them many times mm-hmm. for for less than money <laughs> when I probably should have been getting paid because it was so bad. I probably should have gotten reimbursed <laughs> for my time. <laughs> That is one thing, like you have like a bad date or a situation. You're like, I'll just invoice you for the waste of my time. Yeah, like 100% yeah. should be like, uh-uh. Like you get a deposit, like a $200 deposit. And if the date goes well, I'll give you that money back. Yeah. But yeah. if you fucked up my night, that's that's damage. That's damage. <laughs> that's damage. Here's my Venmo. Yep. Are you more uh, of a Venmo or a cash app person? I think I got to be cash up now because Venmo's taking uh, taxes off the top. Oh, I did not know that. Anything over 600 bucks, Venmo will oh. count as like profit. Even if you're like, I'm just paying rent? Well, you have to prove it in your taxes that it's rent. Oh, that sounds complicated. I mean, I guess it's not surprising. The IRS would be like, hey, we're, yeah, right. You, you can't do this shit. But yeah, they're like, hey, uh, billionaires, y- y'all are good, but these people paying their rent with Venmo, Mm-mm. we got to get them. Yeah. Something shady is happening. Yeah. Cause like I usually, cause you know, I'm not going to like write a check to my husband for my rent every month, you know? So I use, various different payment things anyway this is boring talk what's exciting (laughs) well okay so um I've been getting some good track so um I've been addicted to my phone recently like to the point where my brain is buzzing and it's like very painful but but I recently had a joke go viral um and I love this joke the joke is about body positivity and how I'm done with it and how it's just a bunch of skinny girls sitting weird being like, look, my organs fall out of my body when I sit. And that's pretty much what body positivity is now. Um, and man, did the skinny women of the internet come for me. Uh-huh. Of course. So first it started off with body positivity is for everybody. And then you got to be like, it's not it's never uh-huh. never was uh it started in various i'm gonna say it started in various movements because different people will say different things so i'll say uh-huh. it started off in various ways throughout time from the 1930s with black women to the 1960s with a uh, fat acceptance movement some even say that uh, a guy started it so mm-hmm. you know we'll we'll say that it's always been for fat people 
Right. Right. Um, I mean, there's a lot of like fat liberation folks who are like body positivity has not really done enough for fat liberation, but like in general, yeah. I mean, it's, it had, that's the origins of it are absolutely from especially women of color. So and even disabled people, it's, it's always just been for marginalized bodies. And, uh, you know, you get comments from people being like, it should be for everybody um, mm-hmm. to, why are we uh, bringing women down? This should be, for, you know, like all this stuff, like that. And then like, I'm skinny and I struggle. People always think I'm sick. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, okay. uh-huh. People don't want you dead. Uh, people don't say that like, life right. is better uh, with I'm you not, not existing you know- in it. Oh, it's really frustrating because it's just like, I don't think that those people have any concept for how much is actually on the line for fat bodies. So it's like, let's fucking get into it then. Because honestly, anytime I've had this happen before where I've had like thin friends get my comments being like, and this is so hard for me. And I'm like, okay, okay, okay. You can have your moment, but you need to understand that when I go to the doctor, they already decide that whatever is wrong with me is due to my weight. Like I could have an ear infection and it's because I'm too fat, you know, like it's nonsense. And so I don't want, like, I think it's really frustrating and harmful that time and time again, we see, you know, thin privileged women who like just are dealing with, like, it's a different conversation to say, um, body positivity should be for all bodies than it is to say, I'm trying to learn how to love the body that I'm in and I'm trying to care for and advocate for the body that I'm in, despite the fact that that society wants me to die. Yes. Like, that's the thing. It's one thing to just be like, we're all living in a society and it sucks versus like, (laughs) we're all living in a society wherein some of us may actually be harmed discriminated against and in danger because of it like I'm sorry that you know someone tells you that you look too skinny or you're anorexic or whatever but somebody telling you eat a burger is nowhere near the line as sitting in a doctor's office and someone telling you that they're not going to give you medication until you go on a diet which is a real thing that happened to me and was absolutely the wrong thing so like unequivocally other doctors have, have agreed with me on this. Like, I don't need, I knew it. I'm an adult who knows how to take care of myself, you know, but like, that's the shit to, Ooh, I'm getting hot under the collar. I can but like, hear you. I can hear the, the voice just getting, bow, 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 bow. I know, it. but like, this it. is the thing, you know, like that's the, the issue though, is that people always feel excluded in these conversations without really understanding what's actually at stake for the people who are bringing it into the first place. And I think that's really important. Like there, that's true with body positivity. That's true with lots of different, pretty much any discussion around marginalization. Anytime you feel yourself wanting to center yourself because you feel excluded, take a step back and ask yourself what's at stake for the people who are actually bringing it up. Yeah. Cause it's a big deal. Yeah. Anyway, and, that's my and- soapbox. No, but it's, it's true. You know, it's like, uh, and so then I did like a second video commenting on the comments being like, it really is just like, if they're not centered, 
in the conversation, they just like can't handle it. And that started a whole other slew of comments. And then people just come to your video just to fight each other. And so then I'm just looking at fights happening. And there's like uh, people taking it. There was one person who commented um, like uh, she was, the ones that make me really sad are like the, the other fat people who are like, body positivity is fine. I love it. You're just bringing other women down. One woman, one woman's like, you're complaining. And I'm like, not, oh. not complaining. <laughs> and oh. then, and then you get all these comments of people who have, who <laughs> there was one woman who's like, as an obese woman. And I was like, oh, you're a troll. You're not a real person. <laughs> no woman <laughs> would ever be like, hello, obese woman here. <laughs> I, I have something morbidly. to say. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my Lanta. I mean, I guess it's possible that somebody talks that way, but no, not usually. No. Also, the word obese is just gross. Why is it a gross word? It's so dumb. It's so gross. Then people are like, you know, one of the comments, one of the things I brought up in the joke was like, I'll never know what it's like to be in a thin body. I'll never know what it's like to never have to pay for my own drinks. I'll never know what it's like to be rejected, not because of the way I look, but uh, because of my personality. Uh, because of my Uh shitty personality and uh it always stood out there would always be like other fat women who would be like I always have people buy me drinks I don't know what you're talking about (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what you're talking about everything's fine everybody else I'm just here to invalidate the experiences of everyone else like me yeah and then one woman was like you like uh forget what she she went off to she went off about like uh fetishizing bodies and I was like you don't think that like fat bodies are fetishized like mm. they are all the time you know like, yeah. like I I got on that woo plus thing and I feel really weird about it because I'm like woo plus is the woo plus the, is the plus size dating plus app, size dating right? and I'm like where's gonna be the line to where someone is here because they just prefer like a thicker girl or they're uh, here to fetishize a thicker girl. Uh, Do you know what I mean? Where, yeah, that's a bummer. And, so but then, ha- has that been kind of how it is? Like, I, that's my thing about, you know, like platforms like that is that it does seem like it would be, I don't know. Like, I, I don't really like the idea of someone treating you like you should be grateful that they're talking to them. And I feel like that probably invites people like that, but. I would love to be wrong about it. I feel like it it does and it doesn't. Like I've been talking to people who seem nice and then there mm-hmm. are, you know, a lot of weird people being like, hello, you gorgeous lady, uh, you beautiful specimen. Oh no. <laughs> like, you you know. beautiful specimen. Oh. Like, did hello. they use like a... Hello, you queen. <laughs> like a pickup line generator. Like, I want to see. Is that, does this exist? Pickup line generator. Oh, I'm sure there is. And then, uh, um, so that's like its whole other like world of stuff. But yeah, it's just like, it's been so interesting uh, and sad to see like the the void that is TikTok that people just come to like fight on your page. Mm-hmm. But 
um, I will say that it did garner me uh, probably an extra 5,000 followers. So I've just been swirling in, in all of that, but I've been getting some good jokes out of it. So that's kind of good. been my week about that. So I feel, I feel good. I feel, I feel like a lot of my TikToks have just become jokes at this point. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's good. You're a comedian. So that's great. Yeah. And so, <laughs> so that's my speaking little... of jokes. Yes. I did find a pickup line generator. Oh, let me see. And this one, you put your name in and okay. it pick it make it gives you pickup lines that people have put in, I guess, on Reddit. All right, let's hear it. Um, so the website is patook.com, P-A-T-O-O-K.com. Okay. So so I looked it up for Jenny and nothing came up. But then, I, then, it, then I looked it up for Jen and I've got, I've got one. Let's hear it. I'm looking for that light that won't go out. Will you be my Jen orator? Oh, I like that. Or yeah. I'm looking for something that if not properly ventilated will suffocate me. <laughs> will you be my generator? <laughs> That's good. That's good. It's like you're a comedian or something. Oh my God. <laughs> All right. So my, yeah. So, okay. All right. I keep trying okay. to like, I keep trying to um, guide us into the next topic, but give me one more. Oh, I got one more. <laughs> There's only one more. Every, and everything else is just uses of your word. Okay. Cool. Uh, generally, do you prefer coffee dates or taking long walks through the city? Not impressed? I thought that was pretty original no man that's really that's really bad <laughs> that's really bad <laughs> yeah uh, yeah <laughs> yeah well I don't know how to how to segue from bad pickup lines into this great experience that you had hey wouldn't you like <laughs> to forget about bad pickup lines <laughs> I mean I love bad pickup lines I don't necessarily love them used on me I don't take anybody seriously who uses them on me but I still love them. I told and, you, you know, my, my pickup line that I wrote, my Jewish pickup line. No, what's your Jewish pickup line? Okay. Um, hey, baby. Uh, you remind me of my foreskin because I feel like I've been missing you my whole life. Oh, gross and true. Tinder swindler. <laughs> <laughs> Can we also talk about how upset I am that he's Jewish? Just off, just right off the bat, I was like, God damn it. I know. It's an Israeli rude. Jew. Ugh. And, and on top of that, like they had this clip in it where they the women got interviewed by like an Israeli news channel and the Israeli news channel had to be like, hey, just so uh, you know, not all Israeli men are like this. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm like, yeah. yeah, of course. Now we have to have disclaimers. I saw that. I noticed that too. I was like, ooh, yeah. oh dear. God, Again, what a time to be alive. I would have fucked well, up. I just want you to know I would have. I know. But would you have opened a bank account for him? I wouldn't have. But here's the thing. A line of credit? I always swipe left when there's like a private jet or a boat or any of that flashy wealth. But if his Same. profile would have been like in his artist studio or like uh -huh. with, a, with a dog, just a dog, I've been like, what's up? Yeah, I get it. No, I'm the same way. Like, you know, I just can't imagine being like into somebody who's all they are flashing is their wealth. It's not cute to me. Well, 
No, but no, no, he's no. also, I mean, he's also a sociopath and was able to shimmy, That's shimmy, true. shimmy, shimmy. That's away. true. That is very true. It is interesting though, because, you know, the women did admit that they were like, I just wanted to be a princess. Like, I don't know. Yeah. It is. It is interesting. Um, so I went on a retreat. Speaking of princesses. I'm a princess and I went on a retreat to the Dominican Republic. Um, the retreat was hosted by Sarah Sapora, who, if you don't know, she is an influencer, a writer, a speaker. Um, and several years ago, I got to go to an event that she was hosting that was all about body love and self-care. So it's interesting, like the topic we had before this of talking about body positivity and your your experience with the TikTok, you know, wing nuts. Um, you know, I went to a retreat that was all about body love and all about really like self-care and understanding what self-care means. I think we've all heard by now in so many different ways that, you know, self-care is not about bubble baths and bath bombs and shopping and treating yourself and all of that. Self-care is really the hard shit. And so this was a really interesting retreat because so first of all, she called it a va treat, which I know what everybody's thinking of a treat sounds like a vagina treat. Um, and I did not get any of those, but it was, it's a vacation <laughs> retreat. Um, and so it was cool. It was like over um, almost a week and we were at Club Med, which how much do you know about Club Med, Jenny? Nothing. So Club Med is really interesting. I guess I didn't, I just like think Club, like I didn't know anything about Club Med before either. I just thought like, I hear Club Med's fancy, right? Like <laughs> it's like, and fancy, all-inclusive kind of place. And so I was really excited. What I didn't know is that Club Med is, um, is a, it's either a French company or it just largely attracts French, you know, goers, like people yeah. who stay there. So uh, it was really interesting because it was just like such a completely different vibe from what an American all-inclusive would be. Like I've been to all-inclusive resorts where, it's mostly American people there. And yeah, it's just such a different vibe. First of all, it's way more stylish. I'll, yes. I'll just on it. Like not, it's probably not surprising when you hear it's French. Also the food is totally different. Like we had foie gras, you know, <laughs> like carpaccio in the like cafeteria space, you know, <laughs> so very, very different experience in that way. I think one of the things that was also interesting was just that like, you could almost play a game of spot the American because the French people were all very tiny. And then we had our group of 20 women who were all <laughs> plus size. Like everybody in our group was pretty much plus size except for one. So um, yeah, we stuck out needless to say, but it was awesome. <laughs> it was, it was delightful. It was um, something where we had a mix of vacation time and also these like really like deep work um, workshops where we went through self-care and self-love and you know I'm not a self-care expert by any means and certainly will not proclaim to be but I got to learn from one for a week so I thought maybe I'll share a couple of things just a couple little nuggets yeah of things that I've been up. I will say I've been trying to get you to just give me a mini retreat so that I so that I could do this yeah yeah well, the good news is Sarah has written a book 
and that is set to be published. I don't know what the date is for publishing, but the work that we did, a lot of the work that we did will actually be in the book. So you will have that option as well. And maybe we can have her on the show and talk about it, huh? Hell yeah. Yeah. So um, I will give you just like one of the like quick tidbits that I think is really, really important. Okay. So we were doing things like, you know, Sarah's really into yoga and embodiment, which I think is great because for plus size people, we oftentimes uh, are taught in so many different ways to disconnect from our bodies mm-hmm. and reconnecting with our bodies can be really hard because so many of the other things that we're told for how you do that are intensive in ways that either our body doesn't move as comfortably or, you know, it's, it's intense to do that in a, in a group setting or whatever the reason is, you know, or maybe you just don't want to sweat. I don't know, whatever. But mm-hmm. like, it was really interesting for me to wake up early in the morning, which I am not a morning person and just do a morning meditation. Yeah. And I know this is so like, Oh, meditate. Oh, have you tried yoga? I'm not suggesting that at all, but like having, you know, even 10 to 15 minutes set aside a day to do just a little fucking quick ass meditation, you know, like through the calm app or like, there's lots of free ones on YouTube and Use, on- uh, insight timer is really good. As Mike, <laughs> Mike Kaplan talked about. Yeah. Yeah. One of the women at the retreat also said she's using insight timer now. Yeah. Like it really is helpful. And the reason is just because it helps you drop back into your body. Like I but think I- one of the things. Oh, you go ahead. Oh, I just think one of the things that like we make a mistake of with, with all of this stuff too, is like, we almost get into our heads before we even try it. So like even backing up a little further, like before you're trying to figure out how do I reconnect with my body? How do I feel present? Like actually letting yourself be vulnerable with yourself and not be shitty to yourself about the fact that like, maybe when you meditate, your mind wanders or whatever, like just allowing yourself to actually do it like the only way to do it is to just do it right so it's not like oh I need to like get my room right or my mind right or like it has to be these kinds of conditions like literally just giving yourself setting aside the time to do it is enough yeah and I think that it's so simple but it actually we do have such busy and often chaotic lives and we're living in a time of so much heaviness and change that having those simple reminders, at least for me, makes a big difference. Like literally just do it. Just start. That's it. Doesn't have, you don't have to wait for the perfect conditions. Just You'll start. never be ready. Yeah. You just gotta yeah. do it. You just have to do it. Um, I was going to say the last time I meditated in my room, a candle exploded. Oh, well, that was a ghost. It okay. was a ghost. I think yeah. we all Sometimes- have realized it was a ghost. Yeah. I mean, sometimes that happens, you know, meditation goes surreal. We all know that. <laughs> and I hope you got your sign. To not meditate in my room? Hell yeah. Not doing it again. Yeah. We're done. That was it. Never um, again. Kitchen only. Yeah. I've come, I've started doing like, um, I'll do like a 10 minute guided one just on YouTube just to like stop the buzzing. Cause the buzzing is very real, especially when you're like on devices all day. Mm-hmm. you just gotta you just gotta like stop the buzzing you know yeah yeah I would need somebody to like come to my house and take my phone away from me like temporarily steal it 
yeah. and like hide it from me in order for me to really spend less time on my phone. <laughs> <laughs> I'll never really do hard. it. Yeah. It's a, it's a service where somebody just comes and hijacks your phone from you and then doesn't give it back to you until the time is up. Yep. Um, <laughs> yeah. I think, okay. So that was my one little tidbit was the, the just starting is really important. Um, another one that was really, really important is, um, that you should, there are three different kinds of business, right? There yep. is your business, God's business and someone else's business. And so I think this was a, this was a really helpful one because God's business is like, that's shit you can't control. Yeah. Someone else's business is shit that doesn't involve you. You don't need to, you, you don't need to be like, you kind of have to like, look at the situations that are happening in your life and basically decide like, what of these things are my business? Yes. Right. And so I think that's really helpful. So one of the things that was funny about the retreat, for example, was that the, it rained, it rained a lot. It fucking torrentially downpoured in hilarious ways. Like we were on the beach and all of a sudden it started just blasting down water and making little rivers on the beach. And it was like, okay, well, all right, this is what we're doing. And so, you know, people have paid all this money to go to this retreat for six days. And now they're stuck in the rain day after day. You know, Sarah, the organizer of this could feel really guilty about that. And she, and to be honest, she did, you know, she's human just because she teaches this doesn't mean it's not hard for her. And so, you know, she's, she's like apologizing to us for the rain. And then we were all kind of like, wait, whose business is this? That sounds like that's God's business. Like, yeah. Yeah. Whether you believe the weather. Exactly. Well, that's exactly it. Right. Like whether you believe in God or whatever, that doesn't that's not what matters. What matters is, is it in your control or not? Right. So like <laughs> you can't control the weather. So you have nothing to apologize for. You can say, you know, I'm sorry if I'm, I'm sorry that this experience happened, but you should not put it on yourself. There's no that. And so I think that there's a lot of things though, that we do that, especially as women, that we have a tendency to want to apologize for everything, right? Like it's a chronic <laughs> compulsive thing to apologize just for existing. Um, and so, you know, that's where you have to say, like, is this, is what I'm feeling right now, my business, someone else's business or God's business. And then you have to give yourself the space from that to really acknowledge it for real and let go of the shit that you can't control. You just have to. That's a very tall order to let's tell someone to let go. <laughs> Things they well, can't control. I mean, that's the thing is that like a lot of this work and that's where the meditation and like a lot of the, and the self-care work that we did was so important because the truth is that we all have things that we get activated by, right? Like that was one of the exercises we did at the retreat was actually making a list of all the things that activate us. And then, then we made a list of all the things that we can do to basically like meet us at our activation to help that are moments of self-care so that we can get through it because self-care is not really just about like living your best life bestie <laughs> you know yeah. like it's not the, the instagram no you are beautiful and inspiring you know like toxic positivity it self-care is really just about 
figuring out while you're sitting in the middle of the shit storm, how to still be calm and be yourself and take care of yourself and love yourself. Mm-hmm. That's it. And that's where things like looking at, you know, whose business this is and what you can and can't control is so important because you yeah. can certainly decide that you want to carry the expectations and grief and, you know, harmful feelings or whatever that other people have. But I mean, you, then you're miserable. You can yeah. do it. We do it all the time. You're miserable. Your relationships suffer for it. Your friendships suffer for it. Other people don't necessarily want to be around somebody whose job, who, who believes their job is to carry around the upset of everybody else. Yeah. And it's, and it's not fun for you, you know? And that, I guess, maybe leads me into the, like the last little tidbit that was like a real kind of major epiphany for me, which is just that self-care really at the end of the day is about parenting yourself. Okay. So self-parenting, you, self-parenting. If you were a child and you were taking care of you, how shitty of a parent would you be? <laughs> like, like how quickly would child services come and take your kid away from you if you treated your kid the way you treat yourself? Ooh. Right? Um, I think they wouldn't because it's very, I hide <laughs> it very well, but mm. that is, not to say that my child would not be a sociopath. <laughs> <laughs> Some real euphoria kid shit, right? Yep. <laughs> so, I mean, you know, I think the self-parenting thing was something that hit me like a ton of bricks because I was like, uh-oh. But <laughs> I was like, that's a lot right there. But it's true, you know, like, if you are really serious about self-care and really want to have a life in which that you enjoy and really want to have joy in general, it's not about like being free from all your problems because problems chase everybody down. It's yes. really just about like, how can you care for yourself? How can you show up for yourself and self-parent? That was a big one for me. I find that I find the self-parenting stuff to be very difficult because I've many times done like the imagine your child self is there and hug her and tell her everything's going to be okay. And I do it and, uh, nothing changes. Well, yeah. And I think that's the thing, at least for myself is like thinking about it in terms of my inner child doesn't work for me as much because it feels cheesy. Yeah. But if I was doing like like if I was looking at it more from the standpoint of what, like I said, like would child protective services take my kid away if I treated myself, my kid, the way I treat myself, you know, I think that's a pretty, like, <laughs> that's a stark one, but, and that's not one that, that Sarah threw out, by the way, that's just like kind of what came to mind for me as I was like, Oh, <laughs> you think they would take your kid. I think I would, I think they'd be like, this child might be neglected, you know, like just a little <laughs> bit sometimes, you know, maybe not right now. I would say that like right now I'm, I'm rolling on high vibes, but like, I think there were, there have been times, especially in the pandemic where things were really low. And I'm like this kid masturbates a lot. Jesus. <laughs> 
Hey, that was one of the other things I'd love to have Sarah on to talk about is, uh, you know, we have coping mechanisms that may not actually be bad. You know, like the things that we're taught about what is good or bad in terms of coping is not necessarily fair. And uh, one of hers was uh, when she was in a shitstorm, just bagels and vibrators. Those were her covers, <laughs> you know, tried and true. Bagels yeah. and vibrators. So no shame. Um, okay. So you, you feel like, yeah, I mean, during the pandemic and especially even like in the beginning of the year when it felt even a little bit like we're just in that weird like it's not it is the pandemic but it's also not the pandemic we're just Mm -hmm. kind of in like basically like the tide of the pandemic has receded and now we're in like all the seaweed and dead fish um on have been left on shore kind of vibe yeah stinks yeah it stinks it does. And I think like, we're also in this space where I think we're all in the, I feel like a lot of us are in that headspace of coming to terms with the fact that the world is changed. Like the world has changed. There is no going back to before things are different now. And I think there was this sense early on in the, I, maybe it's just me. I don't know, but I felt like there was this sense early, early on in the pandemic where it felt like there would be a going back to normal. And it would be like, yay, you know, the, the mandates have been lifted and we're all safe now and people are vaccinated and like, we can all go back to living our lives and da, 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 da. And like, that is just not what's happened. <laughs> like we just never got that like happy ending of anything. It's been slow and hard. And every time we think that we're about to have some relief, something new comes. And so that's why I think at least for me, this retreat was so vital because I was really, really, really burnt out. And I came back feeling like I'd hit the refresh button. So, you know, having those tools for coping with self and coping and self-care in a time like this, where we're really not guaranteed a happy ending and all of this is, um, I don't know, for me, it's been pretty vital. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, And I think especially to like, if you can take away kind of like what, what you learned at this retreat with the gentleness and the self-care, that's kind of like all you can really do because financially all that stuff they tell us of like massages and Uh um, whatever, like that's just not, it's not viable for a lot of people. Well, the skitty bop bop is my favorite. That's my favorite self-care. I love bop up is really expensive. Yeah, I know. God, I wish people think that we're not talking about a real thing, but it is a real thing. And only people in LA who are Hollywood insiders know about it. Yeah. You know, not to to confuse us. Give it a boop boop. That's oh, right. Forgot about that. Yeah. That's for people. Another wink, wink, Hollywood insider thing. I know the (laughs) scooby bop up is scooby bop bop is a whole other world. You can't even it's really the, compare skibbity bop bop to skibbity bop. Yeah. Oh, fuck it. I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we have to wrap up uh, because Euphoria wrap. does have to be watched. Girl, oh, I, I get it. My roommate's got to watch Euphoria and you know what? I get it. I haven't watched it because I feel like I just am not ready to see teens fucking more than me. <laughs> they do a lot of that. Um, also... <laughs> 
I just want to mention, I want to give a shout out to all the executives at HBO who clearly have a dick quota for this season. I mean, there is not a show without a dick. There isn't one. Wait, is there teenage dick? Oh, yeah, there's dick. No. But they're not. Uh, are they teenage? No, but they're not teenage dicks. Okay. I don't think. Don't think. I don't want to see. I'm really just dicks. saying there's a lot of dick in every single HBO show. I'm here for that. Yeah. I'm here for that. I'm, I'm yeah. here for, for flaccid wriggly waiters i think maybe the gilded age is the only one we haven't seen it we did see some boobs yesterday so i'm hopeful Ooh, how is the gilded age oh well this will be the next one we'll talk about yeah we should do a uh, next episode we'll do a bunch of like our as the new year uh favorite gaudy things we've seen yeah and it feels I like, like it. gilded age feels like it yeah it definitely is yeah. it's it's soft on the mind yeah all right well, right. Jenny, where can everybody find you? At Jenny Zagrino. And if you're on my TikTok, it's at Jenny Zagrino Comedy. Lately, not been so much comedy, just a lot of people yelling and screaming into the void about how hard it is to be thin. So, uh, so hard out there. Glad well, I could create um, a safe space for those people. <laughs> you're really doing the, you're doing the work, Jenny. I'm Thank style you. ethics style ethic on everything um and there seems to be a windstorm in palm springs so i'm a, i'm gonna jump Hell so yeah. bye all right <laughs> bye everybody body positive body positive